0: Hi and welcome to Grown Up. I'm Laura Blair and I'm Abby Blairs. And this week because it's in time for Valentine's Day, we thought we'd talk about love and dating and being single. And if you guys didn't know, Abby herself is actually a matchmaker and a dating coach, so I thought we'd quiz her on some of the things that I struggle with, maybe you guys struggle with about love, being single, being in a relationship. Just let's talk about love. <laughs> Okay, so Abby, how on earth did you get into being a matchmaker? Well, so, as you know,
1: Laura, I used to be, I tried to be an actor for, I'm going to say 11 years. I was trying to be an actor. God, was, we're old, aren't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to be an actor and I was working as a massage therapist in casinos. And I reached a point where I wasn't getting any acting work. I was just struggling to like move forward with things and i was like having one of those moments where i don't know if you ever have this you probably don't anymore but where you're like what the hell am i doing in my life? oh my god yes where- i
0: did i went to beirut yeah but you don't have that anymore you've what found what to do your- with my life
1: i'm gonna move to beirut for a little while <laughs> but yeah i was having one of those like crises that a i seem like- life
0: crisis is a real thing yeah but i was i i have have
1: that probably every four months which is really unpleasant or even more often where I'm like what am I doing I'm not getting where I want to get to what do I want to do and I've never been someone that feels like inspired by like a nine-to-five job I've always wanted something that doesn't have a ceiling yeah which is why I went probably went for acting and I've always like been very interested in helping other people and I think that I'm a reasonable communicator with a reasonable amount of empathy. And I was like watching first dates with my boyfriend and he was like, oh, it's really interesting how they do the matching. And I was like, oh my God, is that a job? Is that a job? And I literally went on the internet, Googled matchmaking, because I just think the whole process of like putting people together and how they do it is actually really interesting.
0: There's a lot of scientific um, matchmaking behind it. Isn't match.com all scientific based? Yeah, they they work with
1: algorithms. And algorithms are actually not that great
0: predictors. Because when Hinge gives you most compatible, it's like your most compatible has been updated. I'm like, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> you got it so
1: wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it can like filter people out, an algorithm. And obviously it depends on the algorithm, like how good it is. But it you can't ever, nobody, not even a matchmaker, can predict chemistry, which is why love's so interesting because it's like one of those things that's like it's quite it's a bit of a mystery to us all like why you fancy one person over the next person completely so you can be on this like you can get down to being on the same page in terms of interests or hobbies which actually aren't the predictor of long-term relationship success actually even though a lot of people focus in on those things they can do things like that, but it can't ever tell you if you're going to have chemistry. The only way to know if you've got chemistry is to go to, on a date. Yeah, it's to the be only in the same room it. with
0: someone. Sometimes I'm shocked when I have chemistry with someone. like, oh. Because, like, that's the problem of online dating today because you can't tell that. Mm. And sometimes it's completely... I shock myself of who I have chemistry with. Like, on paper, I would... Ugh, I'm not just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sometimes shocked at who I, like, find attractive in real life over online dating I think that's one of the issues of online dating yeah and I think that
1: for myself I pretty much never fancy a photograph
0: oh my god me neither
1: I and a lot of people do fancy a photograph and I think that perhaps it, it really depends on your personality and I think that probably men are much more visual than women well I know that men are more visual than women but for me it's it's all about the vibe of the person. Totally agree. On top of having the same kind of, like, values. Because your values are, like, super, super, super important. It's the, the thing that you should be focusing on. What sort of things, like, there are, like, five key, like, key life values that you should be matching with in an ideal world with your partner. And that's what, you want that, and also the chemistry on top. You can't know that until you meet someone.
0: So tell me a bit about what you do now. Like, what's your tell our audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I work for the UK's best up and coming matchmaking company. That's an award that we received, and you know, I'm just picking it up. Um called it's called Little Black Book. And we work with professional Londoners and we help people to find long term monogamous relationships. I also do the coaching for them, which is quite a new thing for me. I've also trained with the matchmaking institute in New York. I forgot what it was called then. <laughs> Yeah, I trained with the Matchmaking Institute in New York in science based coaching. So, all the coaching that I do, not all of it, some of it is based on, you know, my own personal preference and like things that I want to throw in and like things that I've read. But a lot of it is based on research that has been done in America over the last 33 years of long term monogamous relationships. What keeps people in those relationships? So, I base my coaching on scientific research rather than just like oh, you just need to do these three things and everyone will love you because
0: that is just not how it works. So this past year, guys, I've kind of like gone from being really hopeless at dating, haven't I? I didn't date ever. It wasn't that you were hopeless. It was you were just unwilling unwilling (laughs) i didn't like apps these dating apps i was like so shutting myself off from everything and i just wasn't giving anybody a chance and abby has we haven't done it on purpose but obviously every time i had a problem i'd always go to abby and i just have like come along so much haven't I since yeah. now I date all the time <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, we thought like the process was quite interesting and we wanted to help you guys if you're in a similar issue of like getting rid of that nervousness around dating and meeting new people and thinking that you're never going to meet someone either because I feel like for me it was such a lot of pressure I put on myself like is this the perfect person Yeah. and now I've learned that they don't have to be that perfect person to go on a date with because sometimes you shock yourself so mm. I feel like for me I've learned just to like go for a cup of tea go for yeah, a yeah I think of it's all
1: about like, expectation and how you build something up in your own mind so if you're going on a date it's like I have always been kind of okay with dates because I just don't think that in my mind it's like they're just not a big deal they used to scare the living daylight out of me yeah and i think people just have like oh my god what do i do if i don't fancy him what do i do if he doesn't fancy me Uh, who pays for the bill the bill situation used to really scare me i don't know why well it's because it's one of those things that like there isn't actually a rule on it like there's this whole like does the man pay for the woman if the man pays for the woman does that mean the man expects something if the man doesn't pay for the woman, does that mean he's a stingy yeah, person? Yeah, like I didn't
0: want to owe anyone anything... I don't know, it was just a really awkward. I st- I still find it not awkward, but I still hate it when the bill comes. Yeah, yeah, there's always a bit of awkwardness there. But I think sometimes you can just be
1: like, oh, here's the awkward bill situation. You know, you can call it out. Like if something's awkward, you can be like, oh, this could be really awkward. True. I'll tell you what, I- I'm really happy to play- pay half or like however you like wanna do it, you-, you can voice that. But then don't have a fight over the bill. Yeah, And so that's the main goal, just don't
0: fight about it. I've had every single situation. I've had guys that have like, just got the bill without me even noticing i've even had a that's guy that's my that, favorite <laughs> i even had a guy that's demanded that i pay half of it which was the weirdest one <laughs> didn't even give me time to offer to pay and then sometimes it's like the first date he paid so the second day i paid but i've had yeah. so many different scenarios now that i've just learned just to go with the flow so like i let them lead the situation mm. like i don't like when the bill comes over i just leave it for them to judge it from what they do. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like if it's on the table for ages and then the person comes over and then he still hasn't said anything, that's when I will be like, oh, should we split? Yeah. But I just kind of get them to take the lead now. So what do you think should happen? Do you think men should pay for women? So this is a really interesting situation because I asked my gay friend what happens because obviously there's two guys. Yeah. What That's like a very... Who, who does pay in that situation because if you're looking back at the olden days it was always like the men that courted the women but now we're equal supposedly <laughs> i love how women want to be equal but then they're like yeah i want him to pay for dinner <laughs> we just want it all don't we but he, this gay guy was like whoever asks that person on the date should pay and it's so true it's like can i take you out for dinner and then hang on wait no I'm taking myself out for dinner because I've just paid for half of it yeah I think if the guy has asked you you out on a date that then they should not should but it's kind of like really strange if then you pay yeah it's like is he asking himself out on a date for me to pay for it I don't know I think so if the guy is like asked me out on a date I would expect them probably to pay if it's just like a mutual should we get a drink later on kind of thing I would expect it to be like half and half yeah
1: and what if do you find it easy to let the guy pay or do you ever feel offended because I think some people have nowadays or a bit some women can be offended that the man wants to pay for them Absol- that's probably a more like extreme feminism I'm, sort of like feminist absolutely
0: never offended <laughs> if the guy wants to buy me dinner as ludicrous, <laughs> sorry, no. Like, what? <laughs> I know. Would you be offended?
1: Me? No. <laughs> no. I, my view on the whole situation is, is actually, like, the situation where you're both happy is the one that you want to be aiming for. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if um, your opinion is that the woman pays. If <laughs> That's possibly never happened. The woman must pay and the man doesn't pay. If you're both happy with that situation, then that's the right situation for you as a pair. Yeah. So it's like case by case. Personally, I always would always try to split. And, uh, and in a genuine way as well. Like, I'm actually quite happy to split bills. However, if he doesn't at least put up some resistance, I'd be starting to wonder whether whether that person's a generous person and to me because i'm a generous person i want to be with someone who's also generous and i feel like if, if the guy's too quick to like split a bill i'm a bit like oh is he really stingy with money like i yeah. don't because i'm someone who likes to spend money and yeah i do save money but i'm also like someone who likes to enjoy a like a nice dinner, or go on holiday, and it's sort of kicking in. Like whether I'm thinking, oh, is 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 he on the same page as me when it comes to money in general? Yeah, because it does communicate something. And I'm not saying that if that situation arises, that it does mean he's stingy, but it would it would make put a little question mark in my head.
0: I've also been in a. I like to give. If it is a bit weird with the bill, I do like to give it a few goes because. I've been in situations where I feel like I've been tested before. Like, is this girl uh, oh, a yeah, gold yes, digger? Yes. But saying that, if I've been taken to a really, really swanky place that's going to cost a fortune, like I almost expect them to pay because, like, if they you wouldn't be going, if, there yourself, if they knew me normally. and they know like my situation, like I live in a tiny one bed flat, like I wouldn't be paying 500, 400 four hundred pound for a bottle of champagne. Do you know what I mean? So if if that is the situation, I will sit there and just like. Not even bother with the bill because it's ludicrous that I would be paying that. Yeah. So if a guy has taken you to like a super fancy place, I would expect them to pay.
1: If I knew ahead of time that I was going to a super fancy place on a first date, I'd probably try and um, rein that in if myself.
0: I, if I was going not to. I'm saying that
1: everyone should do that.
0: That's what I would do. If he was taking me to Nando's, which I'm equally as happy about, loving Nando's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you be happy being taken to Nando's on a first date?
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Do you know what I've found? The best dates that I've had like the ones where you're sometimes. Sometime, I have this thing now where I so, sometimes if I'm out already having dinner with a girlfriend and I'm maybe not sure on the guy and I've met him on one of these online dating apps and like it's I don't know whether I want to sit down for a whole dinner with them like because I obviously have no idea yeah. who they are. I've learned that sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm here. If you're around, come catch up with a drink. My friend's just leaving in a minute and we can have a drink together. That is a really good one because you you're not committed to a whole thing. Mm. And sometimes they're like in not doesn't even matter where you are like it could be in a nando's the thing is
1: with something like a nando's and i would like never say to a guy take it to nando's if i was giving dating advice (laughs) i would never say (laughs) maybe let's just make it to the nando's closest (laughs) to your house um i would say make it somewhere like don't go crazy you don't need to to you know date one you you're not invested in this person don't invest too heavily but think of somewhere that you maybe have talked about like a hobby or an interest like maybe do an activity or do something that's if it's a coffee shop don't make it the Starbucks make it the like the cute independent coffee shop that is being yeah. like highly rated and you know you've thought about it and yeah. then sort of then she can see that whilst you're not in the most insane restaurant which could can be a bit much and intimidating you've actually made an effort to think about it whereas Nando's it it communicates I like anandos. It's also not very I also romantic, thought, is, is about it? It's not romantic. <laughs> I it's a bit like, oh, yeah. we're in the
0: friend zone, are we? Okay, now that I'm thinking about, it, I actually I don't think I've been on like a proper first date in a Nando's because it's You're not like, that oh, room. I'm backing But out now. <laughs> I do love I love a Nando's The best ones are when it's like a real. I think the environment for a first date is so important. Like if it's in like dim lighting, <laughs> it's great because after a while of sweating, you still look fantastic under dim lighting. Like comfy <laughs> do you seats. Sweat a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I'm nervous on a first date um like comfy seats like not loads of people around not super busy like having a nice date place to suggest is a really good idea I think
1: yeah but also bearing in mind the personality of the person that you're going on the date with some people would hate a coffee for a first date um if you can have that conversation of like where's your ideal first date what's your ideal first date before you go on it you've got information there to go off whereas otherwise you're just stabbing in the dark and hoping that you know she's into coffee or yeah she might you know taking someone who's a teetotaler to a, a, a nice cocktail bar isn't really going to work is it you have to sort of think ahead of who is the person that's tailor that date to them without blowing in like a month's wages on it or month's wages is a bit extreme but you know blowing a lot of money on it because if you're going on lots of dates um you know that that is a factor as well that like you can't just keep paying for really lavish dinners
0: yeah is this from a man's perspective yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's a lot of single people out there, I guess that's mainly why someone's clicked on this podcast, struggling in love, either like not finding the right men or f- actually finding it hard to bump into men and have conversations with men. I'm talking it from a female perspective on it, yeah, <laughs> just from myself, but like the opposite sex. Where, do, where would you suggest would be a great place to start looking to find someone? Literally anywhere. Here? <laughs> yes there's some men out there i was sat down
1: there before and i thought that guy looks interesting i could headhunt him it, there are people obviously you don't know if the person's single but you don't need to go up and go hi hey, are you single yeah but there are ways that women can draw men towards themselves and it's also like having your eyes open to meeting people mine were closed Not being on for your phone, so long the street. yeah it's like you you don't realize and i think for a lot of women, myself a hundred percent, is I've lived in a world where like I'm trying not to attract weird guys. <laughs> so there's a lot of like actually not looking men in the eyes who cross the street. But if you can start to like I don't mean just make eye contact with loads of random guys, but start to practise actually like smiling at someone who you don't know. Yeah it's like it's not a crime to smile at someone it doesn't mean you're hitting on them you know they're not going to know every thought that's in your head yeah like you just smiled at someone to show like your openness there's so many things that you can be doing
0: and you can meet someone anywhere walking down the street maybe ask them the time
1: <laughs> i always think a good one is to ask something of a guy so it could be you know the time or whatever or you could be like oh, could you take a photograph of me and my friends? And then from there, you you compliment like, oh, you did a really good job with that. I'm Abby, by the way. If he doesn't pick up at this point, what's going on? Yeah. You probably have to let him go. Uh, You know, you
0: got a wife at
1: home. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as direct as, hey, how, how are you? Can I have your number? Although I'm not even actually against that. A lot of coaches will say, you know, as a woman in the female role, you shouldn't approach men in that way.
0: I understand why men find it nervous to approach a woman. Absolutely. Because recently I've been like, do you know what, I've got some balls and I, I quite often see good looking guys walking down the street and then they're gone within a second. I'm like, damn it, I haven't seen one of them in a long time. Like, But I find it so nerve wracking to approach someone. I don't know how men do it. I, they struggle. Some I feel like we don't. have to make it easy for them
1: yeah be open and respect when a man does approach as long as he's not being aggressive because there is a bit there's an issue that the whole me too thing makes it harder for men now because men are scared of harassing women but then on top of that there are also groups of men who do like pick up have you heard of pick up
0: like a pickup artist?
1: Yeah, so they'll go to oh like God, a training I camp. I tell on. you
0: a funny thing. I thought this guy was picking me up in the gym and he was like, I'm having a heart attack and I was like waiting for the punchline thinking <laughs> he was like a pickup artist and he actually was on the next minute on the floor holding his heart. I was like, oh shit. He's like died and <laughs> Help you're like, me. I'm sure he's hitting Someone. on me. Typical. I know your game. <laughs> I must have looked like such a twat. <laughs> So yeah, I do know the type of guy that you. <laughs> but but they will never do that. It's
1: usually like they'll come over. They'll. I don't actually. To be fair, I don't know loads about pickup, but it's very from what I've seen of it, on YouTube and what I've heard of it, it. It's all about men who want to have sex with women, not a crime, but a lot of the time there are techniques used that are very. Morally shifty. That's how I'm gonna <laughs> word Ooh, it. Give me some examples so I can write so, out. Um, sort of not taking no for an answer, using your body to block the woman in, putting her down slightly. I hate that. Slightly putting you yeah.
0: down. Yeah, I know. What what even heavily mean? putting
1: you down, and it's just a little bit predatory. Calling themselves hunters. And also, I watched a video by a pickup—I won't say who—by a pickup artist the other day because I obviously like have a little look into these things to to not be that person to avoid being that way and he said something like a woman walked past and he was like I only I only hit on women who are eight and eight out of ten and above he sounds like an absolute idiot total idiot it was actually really attractive until he started speaking (laughs) Um, (laughs) and and then he said something like she's not that great about a girl that he's going to hit on. Oh, I, there's not. it's not very good at the moment. There aren't any good women out, but um, she's not that great, but we'll go over anyway. How dare you say someone's not that great? You've never spoken to her. You do not know how great she is. You're, you mean that you're not physically attracted to her? Yeah. And then obviously trying to use all his like tricks and stuff to- I
0: hate people like this.
1: That's the sort of thing that men should avoid, but there are ethical ways of approaching women and also just like being able to read a situation. So if I was working with someone, I'm really onto this, I'm really anti making women feel uncomfortable. There was a point as well where he held a woman's hand for a long period of time and he was like, that was fine because she wasn't trying to pull away. She was potentially stood there thinking why is this dude holding my hand what am i doing here frozen in a you know like when you freeze have you ever been in that situation where you're you don't leave it you don't leave them but you're like thinking shit what's he gonna do next he's holding my hand what's the next move
0: i feel like that's what i feel like you'd stay in (laughs) chat i'd stay in
1: chat and then be like i'd be gone (laughs) i had a guy approach me and i don't even know if this was pickup but he started to try to offer me something like a charity wristband thing and I said no and there are like ways of doing it and ways of not doing it but this guy offered me something for free I said no and from that point he should leave he shouldn't then or if he w- wants to try a little bit more gently do it but no he's like just following me down the street going don't be nervous don't be nervous and I was like I'm not nervous I wasn't nervous at all I was like I know he's up to something I don't know if he's trying to rob me or and I'm not even scared about that cuz he can take my phone it's rubbish or if he's trying to hit on me and I was like felt like he was trying to hit on me anyway he then went on to say don't um don't be nervous um you're twice my age and I was oh, like no. oh this dude oh and I was like f- absolutely furious and it's a shame, really, because that guy has been taught by someone that this is how you pick up women by putting them down. Oh. It is not how it, this is not how it works. Women I was, don't um, like to be put down, not at all. And unless you want a really insecure woman, you know, what type of woman do you want? Someone that is happy to be put down.
0: Sometimes it's really hard to spot them putting you down. Recently, I was talking to a guy. Over, I'd known him for a while, and we were chatting on Instagram and stuff. And he said something about one of my pictures. He'd like commented something, which was like why would you always do this maybe joking maybe laughing but suddenly that made me feel like oh that didn't make me feel good mm. it was like that slowly like I want someone that's going to be like you look fantastic babe do you know what I mean I don't want someone to be like why are you doing this so yeah. straight away before I'd even gone for a coffee with them, I was like absolutely not yeah
1: it's much better to genuinely compliment someone than go over and say oh you I imagine you're really pretty when you wear your hair down <laughs> when your hair's up. You know, like, or just something really like, and you're like, oh, imagine you're a nice guy when you're not being a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: so let's talk about dating apps because I feel like that's a huge one yes. in this day and age. And from my perspective, how anti-dating app was I? Very. Very, very, very. So a bit of background, guys. I've been single for maybe three years. It's been three three or four years now. The first two years, I was like in a hole, didn't come out. But I feel like I gave myself that time to like learn myself all over again and then the third year i was like should i use these dating i was so anti-dating app wasn't i yeah and now i'm all over them <laughs> like a hot rash <laughs> so for someone that's like was in my position maybe like two years ago how what would you say because obviously you speak to so many singles about yeah. like their love lives where they find women what is the perspective mostly on these dating apps as in what do people think yeah
1: Most people hate them that I speak to and are tentative about going on them. Is that
0: because they come to you because they need help finding love?
1: No, not necessarily. Like anyone that I've ever asked really has said, I don't really like dating apps, there's a lot of flakiness. And there are like plenty of negatives to them, but there are also like crazy amounts of people that do actually end up married off dating apps. So it can completely work, but there are certain things that you should be doing to safeguard yourself from you know fallen into this sort of pattern of just feeling awful first of all what i'll say is that men struggle more on dating apps in terms of getting attention <laughs>
0: they don't like, know how to take good pictures
1: <laughs> well it's not just that it's that women feel that they can't approach so when you're the approacher you're not going to get as much back yeah so women are getting more like even i was reading a book i can't remember what it's called but recently about how actually the most attractive man as in the one the that gets the most interest gets less interest than the least attractive woman so it's like there's a such a discrepancy in the way in which what you're showing me i feel like you're about to show me something i
0: am i'm going to show abby who i'm matched with on my app.
1: i'm not going to react <laughs> i've decided i hate it when people show me who they've matched with
0: who is that <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to react. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, that is hilarious. Laura, how are you? Gorgeous.
1: <laughs> it's not a great opener, to be fair. Um, you use your name, which is good. I feel like that's a tactic. Say. Yes. Saying your name means that they have acknowledged your name. <laughs> but it's a pretty low investment opening message. Like You don't want to go to the extremes of like writing someone a novel or like an essay or yeah but you you could have been like I see you're into x thing and that's really cool you know he could have said more
0: I feel like I've become a pretty much a pro on these apps I feel like you have to find the right one for you
1: yes and also the right one for men and women is different so if you're a bloke on tinder there's loads of men on tinder because obviously it's a more not saying that all men are after one thing but it's a, the, the apps that are aimed towards monogamy attract women so if you're a man you need to get yourself onto those apps Yeah, and I'm not saying women should go onto Tinder but there are more men than women, women on Tinder so it's the Get get finding an app that sort of sits where the men and women are more even.
0: And also I was talking to someone the other day that said there was like a hinge for Indian singles or something. And I was like, hinge for what? Indian singles? Indian, okay. But if you are looking for that vibe, like you need to go to that place. Like I for, for me, I like Raya. Not just because it's got a lot of creative people with the creative mindset that like similar mindsets that I have. Yeah. And hinge is probably They're the only two that I have on my phone right now. Rare- hinge, hinge comes up a lot as being very popular. Hinges have peaks and troughs as well. Hinge is having a moment. Hinge is good because you can see who likes you. And sometimes you might have passed through that guy because he has, like... I don't know. You, it's so hard to tell someone... Like, you have that chemistry from a picture. But say if they like you, you're suddenly like, ooh, okay. Like, if he likes me, I'll talk to him. Mm. And that that's what's great about Hinge, I think. But also...
1: It's knowing the app as in like the type of relationship that you want. So if you want to have say if you're I'm not trying to like I don't want to like promote a certain app, but say if you're looking for monogamy, you're better off being on like eHarmony. If you're looking for a hookup, get yourself onto Tinder. Yeah. Like be on the right place for what you're actually after and be honest about what you want. It's okay to want casual sex. It's okay to want monogamy. Yeah. But there's no point in you being on the casual sex app if you were after monogamy and vice versa. Like, so you're wasting everyone's
0: time. Yeah. I think I was, like, so anti them. But now I actually think they're such a good thing. And it just... So, say if you go to a, a place, like, on a night out. You know you're going out with your girlfriends that weekend. You... You suddenly have a situation where you can invite someone that you know that you potentially is your type to that place. Like, for instance, I went out this weekend and I met up with a guy who just came to the club that I was in mm. and like we hit it off. I think that's a great situation Like I would never have met that guy. But it's just I brought him to see to a place that I was going already. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a formal you have to go on a sit-down dinner date with this person that you would never even met before. I have done both situations on an app. I've been yeah. to, invited to a place where I'm walking around the place looking for someone that I've never met before, which was awful, where we sat down and, like, were face-to-face and it was just us. Yeah. And I've been in a situation where I've just messaged, the or he's messaged me, like, where are you tonight? He, we knew we were in the same, like, vicinity. And that was a great situation. Mm. So I just think it just it helps. It just helps broaden the amount of people that you meet exactly and that's what you're trying to do
1: it's also like don't put all your eggs into the one basket situation like don't just use apps don't feel like everything hinges hinges <laughs> everything hinges on dating apps and if no one likes you there no one's ever going to like you it's that isn't the case some people do do better on apps it's all to do with like the profile that you've got and
0: the, filters, factors, that you the use. filters
1: because yeah filters on your apps but also the filters that other people are using so if you're you know if you're hitting a certain bracket of type of person you will do better on an app and it's a, an annoying fact of life but you don't need to to get affirmation from millions of people you don't need that like and if you do need that you need to look at why that is rather than yeah. you seeking affirmation from apps really it's it should be about meeting one person if that's what you're after obviously if you have to something else i'm just but i'm just going to talk from the monogamy It's like if you're after monogamy you don't need it's mono monogamy one yeah it's not millions of people and i think one of the downsides to apps is that we can feel that there's much more choice there for ourselves than there actually is and we also
0: are pickier on apps than we are in real life and also say you're you're up against people that can edit their pictures really really well yeah i've been on my guy friend's like dating apps before i'm like i never see this amount of beautiful women walking down the street and suddenly they're all on hinge yeah and then it leads that it's really difficult for women in real life because
1: women on apps are so beautiful yes those women don't yeah. exist yes. Yes. yes 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 well, have you ever had any bad experiences from apps
0: um no i don't think i have I've tended to now date people that I meet on apps and meet them in a non-serious way. So like if I knew someone, for a while and they want to take me out for dinner that's like that's where i'd go out on a dinner day i feel like apps when i've never met the person it's so much better for me and my personality to meet them in a very casual environment maybe after work for a drink yeah maybe on a night out when you know you're going somewhere with your friends mm. a it's safer i think yeah. and b it's in so little pressure yeah
1: and i think that's the key is that you've managed to find something that works for you and like with, with anything with dating it's like if there's not one way of doing things there's not yeah. one right way other than the way that works, works for you. you there's not ro- one right way to meet a person other than the one way that works for you so you could spend your whole life going I hate dating apps because you don't meet your person there but, you, but then the next person like my brother for example met his wife on match.com it's like so he will be very pro dating apps yeah. it just depends on your individual experience and I
0: think the key is to try things to learn what works for you yeah cuz I was very anti trying anything for a very long time. Yeah, and it
1: doesn't matter if things go wrong as long as it's not like, oh, I put myself into a really dangerous situation or anything like that. I had one I don't even know if it's a bad experience, but one experience that I definitely learned from and now now that I've done like training and worked in the dating industry, I'm like, oh, I can see like where he was really really wrong and where I was really really wrong in that situation. I went on I think it was like three dates with this guy. Wait, I went, who was it? You don't know who it is, oh. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm not going to say. <laughs> but I went on like three dates with this guy and I could just come out of a relationship. And to be fair, I actually think that I was over that, but I used that as a, a an excuse to like not move forward. But I actually was over that relationship. This guy just wasn't the right guy. And it was more a case of like, I didn't back myself in like that opinion enough so i went ended up going on three dates with him the first date was all fine i felt like he wanted things to move faster than maybe that what i wanted to and the second i feel that for me it turns me off if i feel like a guy is after something yeah and i felt like this guy's after something second date i'm trying to think what actually happened on the first date like where we met but the second date it was like near to his house very convenient for him yeah (laughs) he didn't take me back to the tube maybe that was the third day but anyway he didn't like do the things that like a decent guy would do like a decent guy makes like tries to make an effort to make sure you get home that's how i see it i feel like there's certain yes i'm an independent woman but yeah and i can look after myself but it's so nice when a guy's like uh like takes you to the tube station or says oh you want me to book you an uber or like even if like you say no to that that's your choice it is nice to
0: feel like the person actually cares about you. It shows you as well, I find, that he's not just in it for one thing and he's not got multiple people doing it. If he takes a little bit of an interest, yeah. I feel like maybe a, he's really good at what he's doing. Yeah. Well, or he, B, he's actually
1: generally caring. Yeah, and, and only time will ever reveal the intentions of a person. So on that second date, we kissed, but I didn't really want to do it. It was a bit like, oh, I'm doing this because I feel like it's what he wants. And I shouldn't have done Wait, that. Wait, if
0: you didn't want to kiss him, why am I on a second date?
1: Because I always give things a chance. Okay. I don't fancy people instantly. Yeah. And I think that he was a decent enough guy for the first date. I could see he was handsome. We got on okay. I was willing enough to go on a second date. Second date we kissed. I didn't like, I want, I think I wanted to kiss him to a point, but I wasn't like desperate to do it. It was like sort of on the fence, kissed him. Didn't feel a great deal third date came and he had a go at me and said he's never had a girl not kiss my him. face has just gone like what he had a go <laughs> at me because I didn't kiss him on the first date he said I've never had a woman not kiss me on a first date and I then proceeded to kiss him on the third date whereas what I should have done was have been like that that's me done you're you're out you're out the window uh, he didn't take me back to the tube again I allowed that it's like these things it's like now with the more experience and time and obviously i'm older i look back on that and oh also he took me to a restaurant where all the staff knew him and i f- had this really strong sense rightly or wrongly that he took a lot of women to that restaurant <laughs> it was near his house i was like he wants his third date he wants to sleep with me he led me to a bench to sit down at random. And I went, should we just go to the pub? Because I was a bit like, why are we sitting on that bench? We're sitting on that bench, yeah. He wanted to make out with me on the bench. Like I know exactly what he was trying to do. And it's awkward because like once you're onto it, you can't unsee it, can you? And I was like, this guy always giving me like serious, like I want to run away from this guy,
0: which is actually the right instinct to have. I feel like in those situations, it's really okay to be like, oh, I've got to get an early night. I'm sorry, I'll text you tomorrow. Yeah. And like
1: when he had a go at me, I, I like I said to him, like the way I see it is like, I, I don't move that fast. Yeah,
0: if they're making you feel uncomfortable, get out. Like, don't give them another chance. Like, if they're making you feel uncomfortable, as early on as that. Yeah, that's and a then, bad sign. <laughs> then he charmed my friend. That's not me, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who this person and is. And she was
1: like, isn't this the dude you've been dating? I was like, yeah. I made lots of mistakes. like everyone's made mistakes dating coaches make mistakes yeah
0: I feel like that's the key like if I look back at my love life I I've learned so much about myself even from like the first podcast we did this time last year like I've come on so much because I feel like I was holding on to so much anger and bitterness towards men and like because I'd been hurt Everybody has been hurt. You're never too good to be hurt or cheated on or anything like that. It's probably something that you were going to come across once in your life. If you were single and active and you have relationships, you were going to get hurt. It's Mm. like, I almost think now that you have to put yourself... You have to be willing to get hurt to find love. You have to put yourself out there.
1: Yeah, and it is scary. Like, no one's pretending that it's not a scary thing to do. But you... The benefits... Outweigh the negatives.
0: And I was like, hate, not, I don't even think I realized I was doing it. I was holding on to so much bitterness to people that had like screwed me over in the past. And actually, I've learned that like just to let it go and just be like, let them be happy if someone doesn't want to be with you or treated you badly it says a lot more to do with them than you in fact it has everything to do with them than you like you could get the most beautiful people in the world put them together and they don't fancy each other it's all about chemistry like we were saying before and i found that i needed to genuinely honestly forgive and be happy for my ex-partners to be able to move forward yeah i mean
1: it's actually scientifically proven that you'll that people that are able to become neutral about their exes are much more likely to find love. If you are pining after your ex, obviously you're not going to find love. If you hate are hating so hard on your ex, all your energy and hatreds going into your ex, that is an emotion that yeah. doesn't need to be there. It's really good to work towards being completely neutral. My feelings for my exes are actually legitimately neutral. I could any of my exes could walk through this door now, and I'd be actually absolutely, absolutely cool and calm can have a conversation with them if you can reach that point you are much more likely to move forward and find yeah. love and it's about blaming the situation rather Not than the blaming person, the person because yeah. there's always two people and while you whilst you said it's it's them you sort of blamed them i and you're can honestly say now that say i think it was the, the situation. situation it's like you're incompatible you didn't see it at the time you see it now and in future hopefully you will see sooner when things are wrong
0: like even now recently i was dating a guy and it just didn't work out and i was like no hard feelings it's fine like if we we see you in the street let's go have a cup of tea like honestly no hard feelings thank you for the time because that's how i i've generally got to a point where i've learned that just because someone doesn't want to be with me or date me it doesn't mean that i'm awful and will never find love because i'm undateable it just means that we haven't got that chemistry there and I've kissed so many people (laughs) that I now know that like sometimes you have that chemistry with someone they can be the hottest guy in the world but you just generally don't have that chemistry and it's what
1: I would like to say about chemistry though is that it's not all about chemistry because chemistry isn't always the best way of predicting like how things are going to pan out so don't just get carried away in the chemistry you have to always stay grounded and find out about that person because chemistry is just hormones racing around your body and you're not grounded in the actual reality of a situation when you're in that state so it's like that first phase of love where it's like Ripping each other's clothes off and the chemistry is insane. That's always going to die.
0: Let's talk about this because I asked my Instagram and we got some questions for. And I think that was one was then was very relevant. Let me find it. What? Okay, this was one. What to do when it's been years of dating to spice things up and keep it going? So basically, you're in a long term relationship and how do you keep things? I'm guessing she's asking as exciting as it was at the beginning. Okay, so
1: firstly. When you first meet someone, you have all this passion, and chemistry, hormones running around your body. We're designed to want to mate, mate with each <laughs> other. And that first phase is all about that. However, if we were constantly in this state of you can't sleep as much, you have a lowered appetite, you, all you can think about is them. If you remained in that situation for the rest of your days, you wouldn't get very much done. <laughs> so you actually can't stay in that spot and and it actually wouldn't be nice if you did because anything becomes too much if it's it goes on for too long so your first phase of love which is the passionate honeymoon
0: period the honeymoon
1: period also known as the passionate phase of love that starts that's that will last between 12 to 18 months not longer than that it can actually finish before that if, it, if it's longer than that it's probably because it's a long distance relationship and you're not having the repeat contact with that person but generally speaking 12 to 18 months things are going to hit some weird lull where you start to see your partner in a different way your partner's not changed just the chemicals in the body's changed so what happens then is that whilst passionate love decreases over time there's another type of love called companionate love which keeps people together over the long term that increases it's all about you know wanting to care for another person they're the person that you depend on they're the person that's there all the time that love that feeling of companionship that feeling of friendship will grow over time whilst passionate love decreases and it's really common for us to panic when we don't want as much sex as we used to want and it's possible for companionate love and passionate love to coexist but you have to work on it. So the first thing you should do is make sure that you have a conversation with your partner. The more you communicate with your partner and have heart-to-heart conversations, the better. If you say to your partner, I've noticed that we're not having sex as much as we used to, so we're going to work towards spicing that up. Find out what actually... Do they have a secret fantasy that they haven't told you about?
0: (laughs) Do you know what I hate? I've not been in a relationship for a very long time, so this is a bit dusty, but say if you're with someone and they're like, they almost blame it on you, like, you don't have sex with me enough. You're not, like, you don't... They almost blame the other person for mm. not having sex. And I think if that... You cannot blame your other partner for, like, switching off and not having sex. You need to turn that person on. You need to make that well, yeah, person feel sexy. It's a two-person
1: dance, isn't it? It takes two-two tango. And it's the same with this situation. But it's very difficult. It's pretty much impossible to be with someone for 50 years and wake up
0: and be like oh you're sexy you know it's unrealistic I think possibly for me if I was in those long term relationships I think if a guy if I was getting onto to that point where it had gone stagnant, instead of being like, we need to talk about the fact that we're not having sex mm. and making it such like an elephant in the room. Yeah, I don't mean make it an elephant, but it's okay to acknowledge
1: the situation.
0: I'd feel like it would work better if you made that other person feel sexy.
1: That's one thing. But also what you want to be doing is you want to shake up your routine a little bit and... Surprise them. Get some handcuffs. Get some handcuffs. <laughs> but also the thing is like things like activities that make you laugh. So going to see comedy, going to, to things that scare you, traveling together, being in tricky situations, it tricks your body into that state where the chemicals change. So if you anything that gets your adrenaline up with whilst you're with your partner will increase your bond and it, you're much more likely to spice up your relationship. I'm trying to think, what, skydiving together. That's <laughs> God, my worst nightmare. <laughs> I think that. it's
0: easy for people to think as well that, that if they get to this companion stage of love and the sex has died down or whatever, to think, oh God, it would be so, I want someone new, exciting, but yeah. it will get to that stage again. Exactly. So if you're one of them people that keeps seeking that stage, you're never going to get this love that, is probably a lot greater than the initial stages yeah, of a relationship it
1: always can be worked on if the passion was there before it can be reignited yeah it's like you can't just lose hope and go "Oh, that's it now we're done unless I'll go someone to has next truly
0: person. let themselves go <laughs> <laughs> i think when a guy gets comfortable enough to like shit in front of me i'm done i feel like it can't come back from that <laughs> does that happen oh my god yeah oh. when men shit and fart in front of me i'm sorry but that is game over and i think men really need to learn that <laughs> the thing is like it's hard to be very
1: very close to a person and see them as exciting and sexy yeah and it's those two things like we our desire we have a desire as human beings to be close to another person but when we get close to another person it can be quite off-putting and it's this dance it's this constant struggle that all people have but ultimately an awareness of the fact that it happens to every relationship and it can be worked on is like like it's not doomed if you're like thinking I don't find them that sexy right now it, yeah. it, it can't, I don't mean go up to your partner and say I don't find you sexy anymore but it's okay to be like oh um, we need to like we need to start going like I say sometimes to my boyfriend like oh we need to we need to start going salsa dancing together you know yeah, I can feel true. like it's true that it's you like, do it's need so to do fun to do new things together, together. Yeah. and never think that you know everything about your partner because you don't there's always something new to discover and learn and
0: getting into like a routine that's stagnant is yeah. like dire
1: <laughs> and start getting into like have conversations that aren't related to work and they aren't related to you know household chores and like them day to day spend time together where you actually talk about like your dreams your aspirations and date nights date nights where your your phones are away and you're actually having a conversation you never ever know everything there is to know about another person never become complacent in thinking that you do never become complacent in thinking that because you've switched off a little bit from your partner
0: that all other people aren't attracted to them because they are still attractive to yeah. someone. So obviously, I've been single for a while, and my friends, some of my friends that have been in long term relationships, I get this a lot that they almost think it's like an exciting place to be in, like go out dating, being single, having mm. fun. Mm. And because I've been single for such a long time, it's not fun. Like, <laughs> it's not a fun place to be out here. <laughs> like, it is awful. And I say that from a point where, you know, when you meet someone and you have all the oh the boring is he gonna text back is he seeing someone else and then Mm. you're stalking on Instagram who's this other girl like it is a minefield it's
1: probably a very emotionally draining situation it is to be so
0: in. emotionally draining and if it's continuous like it has been for me for a long time and you're dealing with like that heartache over and over again in a very like it's not massive heartache but you know when you're like is he seeing someone else Is am I the only person mm. like it's so much like added emotional stress on your body so like if I'm in a relationship and it's stagnant and it's boring and but he's there all the time I'm probably going to be like this is lovely <laughs> (laughs) just like no stress whatsoever so you always want what you don't have don't you
1: yeah but I think you can reach the point where you're happy with what you've got yeah I I feel like
0: I'm in that spot like I
1: I have I do have moments where I'm like oh is it's really normal as well to question your relationship and a lot of people it really irritates me actually when people say things like when I met my husband I knew he was the one yeah Yes, because I've yes. met people and thought they were the one and got it wrong. It's actually luck. In that situation, I think it's luck. It's like, yeah, you may have known. Yeah. But it's like, you didn't really know. Because you don't know anything when you first meet someone. And they're like, oh, you, They like, be a
0: psychopath. I wanted to spend all my time with them. Well, that's generally what happens. I've wanted to spend all my time <laughs> with about 20 different men. But that doesn't mean that they're the one. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they got lucky that Like, time. initially, I think it is all about that. And then after like a couple of months, you start to get to know someone, don't you? This is one of the questions I got sent through on my Instagram. Where do you meet? if you're maybe 50 plus etc like that well
1: you can still do online dating there are actually apps for older people my and also a very good way to meet people is is through matchmaker so matchmaking is where you
0: work with a person rather than a computer i've tried to set a lot of my older lady friends, lady friends um like 50s plus 50s 60s i've tried to like set them up with online dating apps and the pool of people on there is nowhere near the same amount as like obviously 20s and 30s no so i feel like maybe dating apps for those old slightly mature people aren't the one so i probably would suggest like a matchmaker to sort that out because would you agree that it's not the same pool
1: it is a diff- it's a totally different demographic, really. And people are after probably slightly different things from the older age group. They they do exist, and it is a way of meeting people. There's one that's very, like, now and very hip um, called Lumen, which is meant to be, like, the Tinder for the over 50s. Really? <laughs> yeah, and that is actually doing really well. I would say, like, there's no harm in being on the apps, but if you hate them, there are... You know, there, there's, there's so many things that you can be doing. You can be going... Join, think about where you where it is that you would meet someone, what what sort of activities that that person might be into. Join a club. My mum keeps telling me to join clubs.
0: She's like, join a photogra- really? photography club, Laura, so you'll meet an Instagram husband. <laughs> I don't think he'd be at a photography club. Well, he knows how to photograph all
1: the <laughs> day. I feel like it would be the, Bless her, little heart. Honestly. That's really cute. I mean, obviously, like, if you're after... Just digressing a bit. If you're after, like, a really healthy person who's into fitness, then obviously- Meet meet
0: them in the gym. The
1: gym is a spot, but it's like, don't panic if they're not in the gym. You've just gotta, and also tell your friends that, you know what, I've been single for a while and I'd love to meet someone. Just saying that, it's not, there's no shame in admitting that you don't want to be single. It's also fine to be single, but there's no shame in being, you know what, I'm ready to meet someone. Because if you don't articulate that, people won't necessarily set you up. Like for you, for example, went through a long time where you were like, I want to be on my own,
0: you know. Which like, you I were- think is so, I've learned that that was key to everything. And I think I get asked a lot, like, why are you single and 30? Like, what, like. Do you, you to ask you that? Oh my God, it's the most patronising question. Like, I mean, I mean, I think it's coming from a good place, but they're like, how are you single and 31? Like, like, as if I should be like married with kids or something. And mm. actually, there is Absolutely no shame of being older. So, say I'm 31, 32 next week, or like even older than me. Mm. There's absolutely no shame. I think it's very important to know when you need to be by yourself. Mm. Because, especially if you've come out of a very long relationship that's maybe you've become lost in yourself. I feel like it's very important if you do, you're struggling to know who you are and maybe what you want you want in life and what you want to do to figure that out on your own. I always say you've got to be first be able to be happy by yourself so you don't rely on someone else for your own happiness yeah that's good advice and but, I didn't, you,
1: but when you reach the point
0: of actually I want to meet someone if
1: you'd never said to me i'm I'm starting to date again I want to date again I wouldn't be aware of that situation and I wouldn't be like not that I've done this, but I wouldn't set you up with someone. Whereas now, I know I can set you up with someone. Yeah, and I'm good to, I'm good to like, go. Good to go so on the if dates. So you have any
0: 30 plus single male friends, <laughs> if you'd just like to email <laughs> at abby, at abby That would be great. <laughs> and then Abby can vet the uh, suggestions and we can go from there. <laughs> that would be so funny if
1: people started sending me people.
0: Honestly, do it. If you've got any brothers, anything like that, send them in. I love this. And o- I'm open to dating. Yeah, a
1: good way to meet people is to go on a podcast
0: and announce it to the world. Let the world be your matchmaker. So to round this up, like from obviously your perspective as a matchmaker and doing this and seeing seeing single people and setting them up with successful dates and relationships, what, and then I'll do my perspective from being actually in the mind field yeah. <laughs> of like, what are your key things to dating and finding love and finding that perfect partner?
1: First of all, optimism is the most important factor.
0: <laughs> it's not game over. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you you've have- had millions of failed relationships, it's not game over. I feel like I am the, what's it called, the front, person, front man for
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> and that also applies like, to men as well. Men are generally, when it comes to dating they're more pessimistic than women are about meeting someone, that's actually proven. So you've gotta keep your optimism going. Don't go on dates that you don't want to go on, but be more open-minded. Like it's all about, don't feel like, oh, I can't go on a date because X, Y, and Z might happen. Just live in the now and go on the date, enjoy it. Do you remember You've that- gotta put the fun back into dating. I
0: went on a date with someone that had asked me for a long time, wasn't that interested. I was like, I'm gonna, this is gonna be over within a second and then we're gonna. I'm gonna go home. I actually ended up really liking the guy. So I feel like optimism and like not judging that person, like just having your eyes open is really key. Like open to it maybe working, Mm. I think is really key. Don't chase people that aren't giving
1: anything back. Yes, very good. (laughs) (laughs) Because it can be like, oh, I've got to try hard. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. It's not all about you trying. It's gotta be a two way thing. And also on dates, if you get nervous, on a date remember that you're there to vet them too it's not a one way thing yeah and to go in knowing that you you hold worth
0: yeah do you know what was really interesting so I used to be really nervous about dating for that very very reason and then as my job I get asked on a lot of meetings and it's it's pretty much like a date situation. So I go in, don't know the person and we have lunch or a coffee. And I was suddenly forced to have multiple ones of these each week. And I found them really easy to do. And I was like, why do I find this really easy? But yeah, a date freaks me out. But it's the same situation, even though it's sometimes a woman, sometimes a man. Yeah. The situation was the same. I was like, I don't find it hard because they have asked me. I know they want to work with me. I know they are interested in me. That's mm. why they've asked me there. Yeah. Whereas when I was on dates, I was like, oh, does he like me? He, but well, if he's he on a date know. with you, so it's n- the same thing, really. Yeah, he's s- He showed up. He's asked me. Like, So I tried to put myself in the same mindset I did going on to the meeting dates as yes. I did in the like date with a guy and it worked so well for like my mindset going into them because I used to sit there thinking I oh, wasn't like me and actually and like he's asked me out on a day, like I, I'm i going to decide if I want to work with him work, <laughs> work, work. <laughs> but you know what I mean it helped so, so much yeah not to be nervous on that day.
1: And if you are nervous, like it's actually okay to be nervous. Like we we always seem to like run away from this nervousness. I've always been someone that does stuff that makes me nervous. So the more you do stuff that makes you feel puts you out of your comfort zone, the more comfortable you are feel outside of your comfort zone.
0: Feel the fear and do it anyway. I learned I, that from a young age. I learned also that maybe dinner dates aren't the one for me because when I'm a little bit nervous, I get so clumsy. Like that food <laughs> is going all down me. But that's
1: okay because that's you and you're showing yourself. You know, and also it's it's okay to
0: be human. Or it's sushi okay is like, oh, a good a really one. a messy
1: eater, you know, like this and make a joke about it make it
0: a light hearted thing what are you going to say about
1: sushi because
0: it's finger food you could just pick it up whereas like pasta the spaghetti like lady in the tramp, it's like <laughs> it's all over but that place. dude
1: is probably not watching you eat he's probably thinking how am I looking
0: yeah you know? <laughs> do you, do, do,
1: do. <laughs> he's probably not like oh she's a oh she slurps the pasta that's it that's it she's done like if he is like that he's not worth bothering with anyway yeah, and that, you know, get it all, all done. though
0: I don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> Okay, things that I've probably learned in my being single right now is literally just go on as many dates as you can fit into your schedule. (laughs) Like even with people that you maybe don't have that chemistry with or you don't fancy or just, just giving people a chance. I feel like I wrote people off before I gave them chances and I've learned maybe this past year that I can be so surprised of how people are out actually when they you get to know them. Mm. So if someone has the decency to ask me out, I'm like, yeah, I'll give him a go. Mm.
1: I think it's good to not be so outcome orientated as well. So when you go into a date and you see them and you're like, I don't fancy them, don't shut off at that point because you don't know who that person is. You don't yeah. know who they know. You don't know, you might have a lovely time as friends and enjoy the evening like it doesn't have to be like oh my goodness I don't fancy him this is awful how do yeah. I escape Yeah. or oh, should I like how long should I be here for just sit there yeah you could make a friend out of that situation yeah, he might be thinking I don't fancy her um, but he's there just to enjoy himself he don't Overlook and overthink things And don't look to the future Or like Oh I've wasted my evening It's not a wasted
0: evening If you have a nice time You can yeah. have a nice time With someone you don't fancy Yeah And also This may sound so wrong When it comes out of my mouth But like Don't rule Don't like If you go on a date with a person Don't stop dating other people And in, I don't mean like multi, like Double date And like go on multiple dates With several men in a week But if you go on a date and it goes really well, don't shut off from other people. Yeah, don't, like, again, again, don't look too
1: far into the future. You've just met. You've got to, like I've said before, always stay grounded in the reality, which is you've met him once and you got on. Yeah.
0: I've learned that to keep my options open until it gets to a certain stage, just because I used to, as soon as I meet a guy and it went really well, we had a great first date, I'd be like, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. And then I'd get upset when it went so wrong. But now I've gone on a few dates. Like, if someone else asks me on a date, I might still go on it. But obviously until it gets to a certain stage. But from doing that, I've learned not to, it doesn't make me as upset. I don't put as many as much pressure on the situation and also just it's just a healthier way of doing it i think yeah to not put so much pressure on that and then at the end of it that cream rises to the top (laughs) i love that i i don't put pressure on the situation and keep your options open until they're ready to commit to a certain level i think third one definitely is for me to like forgive and generally forget like to not hold any hatred towards anybody that doesn't like you or doesn't want to be with you, it is okay. Like, it is okay for someone not to be with you. It's okay for someone to treat you badly. It's how you behave out of that situation. Like, someone could be awful to me again now, and I think I'd be like, you do you. I wish you all the best with being a dick. You do you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I think, like, hanging on to any bit, however traumatic, is... Just going to hold you back. It only um,
1: affects you as well. Being angry. They they don't know that situation. They're not thinking about you. You're just wasting an energy and an emotion. And actually really negative to yourself. And talking
0: about it to potential new partners is a (laughs) (laughs) no-go okay guys that's a wrap for today i hope you found this uh podcast enlightening and if you're single and alone on valentine's day me too let's go get some cocktails i'm I'm actually going to mr village
1: (laughs) yeah treat
0: treat yourself if you can't love yourself how the hell are you going to love somebody else? So I thought I'd do that and buy <laughs> myself a handbag. <laughs> I progressed in the years. I used to treat myself to McDonald's and now I go get a handbag. Lovely. <laughs> I like the progression of life that I've achieved. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at grownup underscore official. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.